Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. This is Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, or how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or just talk about my faith in general, because I truly believe that the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we desire the things of this world, and the more naturally we will be able to live more simply. So today, I am so thankful to have another podcast episode to talk about um, living simply, just overall, and do you have to be a minimalist? Because sometimes when I talk about living simple or how I simplify, I think a lot of you might picture me living in a home with nothing. So while I might be more of a minimalist than some, I definitely am not the definition probably of a true minimalist. So we will talk about um, what does it really mean to live simply? Do you have to get rid of everything you own? Do you have to live in a teeny tiny house? You know, like one of those tiny houses. Do you have to live in a farm or the country or whatever? So we'll talk about all that stuff. Before we get started, I do want to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing uh, publisher with all kinds of um, uh, homeschool curriculum, science, they have Bible, they have uh, language, arts, and they're coming out with a brand new health and nutrition course for high schoolers. I've had a chance to preview it. It's amazing. It talks about health and nutrition, and it covers so many topics. There's even some of those um, kind of sensitive topics, you know, mm-hmm. for teenagers about their bodies and things like that. So um, it is really, really an amazing resource coming out this spring. So look for that, and please go visit apologia.com. So today we're going to talk about um, living simple. And like I said, do you have to get rid of all your stuff? What if you're, you know, wanting to simplify and you're looking around your house and you're like, I can't part with these things. Well, first I'm going to tell you that no, you do not have to be a minimalist in order to live simply, at least for my definition (laughs) of living simply, you know, probably for some people, but really over here at Simply Living For Him. What does that even mean? What does that title mean? Where did it come from? I don't know how many of you know the story behind Simply Living For Him, but I'll actually tell you that real quick before we get started so you can see how this whole thing evolved. Many, many, many years ago, before blogs were even really a thing, (laughs) back when blogging was like prehistoric, okay, I fell into the blogging world quite accidentally. I started to just write this um, blog, which at the time I thought was, well, at the time it really was, it's what most people were doing, kind of just like keeping an online journal. It was back in 2008, I believe. And um, it was just kind of keeping an online journal and documenting our homeschool. And actually the reason I started it is because many of you know the difficulty we had early on in our homeschooling years with my family. Um, not my immediate family, not my husband and my children, with my family, my parents, um, they were not on board for me to homeschool and they were not happy with our decision. And it was a really sore subject and it was very awkward to talk about because they were so against it. So I couldn't really say, hey, this is what we were doing in our homeschool because it was like that elephant in the room, you just don't talk about it. So I kind of um, got the idea that I was just going to sort of journal our homeschool journey and I kind of 
write about, you know, the fun little things we were doing because I was really starting to enjoy homeschooling at that time. And, you know, I wanted to share what I was learning in the homeschooling world, you know, that this was working well and our kids were doing well and it was fun and we were enjoying it. So I started this little online journal, you know, for my family and friends, really. And at the time, it had a different name, actually. It was called Beautiful Feet Bring Good News. And it was based on those verses in Romans, which are actually quoting Isaiah. Um, But they say, how beautiful are the feet of those who carry the good news. And um, interestingly enough, I think that year we were using Beautiful Feet curriculum a little bit. So anyway... That was the what it was called, Beautiful Feet Bring Good News. For one year, that was the name. And um, during that year, I started writing. I, I realized as I was blogging and writing this online journal that I, you know, I had always had a love for writing back in high school and um, when I was younger. So I was getting into, you know, the the writing of the blog and writing actually for another homeschooling website at the time, you know, one of those contributor websites I had, I had stumbled upon and they were looking for writers and they let me write some articles. And um, so I started to actually get other people outside of my family and friends to read my blog that way. And um, so a year later, after I had started the blog, we were on a vacation and we were in Virginia. And I had been in this little, you know, um, revolutionary war period farmhouse. And I was really awakened. To, I had always wanted to be, you know, uh, a simple girl. I, was, I always say I'm a little house on the prairie girl at heart, right? But when I was on this trip, I was really awakened to how complex our society has become. When I saw this farmhouse and I saw how little the people had, and I was standing in that farmhouse and I just kept thinking, what would those people think of us? You know, us modern day people that are running around so busy when we have so much. We have a washing machine, a refrigerator, a stove, you know, gourmet kitchen and the internet and all these things. And I was standing in this farmhouse thinking those people would laugh at us because they literally had to spend all day cooking, you know, for their meal. And they had just enough in this farmhouse, you know, six people and there were six cups. There was nothing extra. And so when I came home from that vacation, I wrote an article about, you know, living simply and my desire and, you know, my thoughts about how our society is just, you know, crazy. (laughs) So, you know, um, compared to uh, how simply these people lived long ago. So anyway, I wrote that article and oh my goodness, it really struck a nerve and people For the first time, you know, on this little writing journey that I had, people were responding and commenting and really um, on board with that whole idea of living more simply. And so I remember sitting outside in my old house and really, really starting to think about this whole thing with living simply. And that's when I got the idea to change the name to the blog and to redirect it towards, you know, simple living and my ideas about simplifying. And that's when Simply Living for Him was born. Um, So I changed the name and really the name is about Simply Living for Him. As you all know, Matthew 6, 33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be given to you. That is my life verse. So simply living is, you know, living with um, less because we want more Jesus. Actually, I used to have the tagline, have less and do more, right? So I wanted to promote these ideas of um, 
What do we really need? And what is the purpose of our life? Our life is to live for him. And as the years have gone on and as this journey has progressed, I've really, um, you know, seen that my belief is the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. Because I truly believe the more we desire him, the less we are desiring stuff. So we naturally start living more simply. So it's sort of a different take on living simply than the buzzword that's out there that you'll see like all the time now. There's, I mean, there's so many blogs out there about living simply and organizing and getting rid of stuff and decluttering. And it's all focused on that aspect, but mine is a little bit flip-flopped. It's like live for him and then you will live more simply. Because truly, the more you desire the things of God, the less you desire the things of the world. And the less you rely on stuff, the less you have that need to sort of fill up on stuff, whether it's physical stuff or mental stuff, right? The more you read his word, the less you desire to fill your mind with junk, The more you want to live for him, the less you desire to fill your home with junk, the less you desire to fill your life with junk. So I truly do believe that you don't have to be a minimalist because, see, that's putting putting the um, means to the end first, saying like, I want to have less, so I'm going to do all these things. And what's different about simply living for him is it's like, okay, you want to live simply, (laughs) get to know God more. So it's it's really not about like, here's all the steps to live more simply. It's like, you know what? I'm going to point you to Jesus and I'm going to let him work in your heart. Because it's not about what Karen DeBuse says. It's not about how Karen DeBuse lives. It's about pointing you to Jesus and how does God want you to live? And what kind of stuff does God want you to fill your life with? So even though I share my ideas and how we live, I am not you know, out here promoting the live the care and abuse way. I'm promoting live the Jesus way. My desire here is to point to him, not to the next best system of organizing, not to try to sell you some system of, you know, follow me in my webinar and I'll tell you how to simplify your life. No way. My desire is I'm going to, you know, point you to the Bible I'm going to point you to the truths. I'm going to point you to the one who will lead you. And that's, that's all I, you know, I want to do here at simply living for him. So it's not to me about simplifying first. It's really simplifying is a, um, natural progression almost from looking after looking, you're searching for the things of God and not saying that there's godly people out there that have a lot of stuff. That must mean they're not godly. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not here to point fingers and say, you can't have a big house and be a Christian or whatever it is, or, you know, you can't, um, have stuff, material stuff and, oh, you're not a good Christian. That's not what I'm saying. It's all about the heart. I don't know where people's hearts are. God knows where your heart is. All I know is, you know, God may want you to have a big house and filled with stuff because he's using it for a purpose. It's not my place to say. All I know is if we seek after the things of him, you know, we let him, like I said, fill us with whatever things we need. Um, I do believe, though, that we'll probably naturally just naturally desire less, right? Because you're so on fire for God shopping for, you know, just stuff 
isn't a priority or it doesn't fill you up the same. You know, a lot of people out there, they acquire stuff because they're just trying to either feel good, fill a void. Some people really just have an addiction to that, like, shopper's high. Um, Some people get really focused on how their home looks, and they, you know, we have a society that goes into debt because we're trying to look like HGTV. And so when I say that, um, naturally, when we desire the things of God, you know, for me, I look at my home and I want it to be nice and I want it to be a great welcoming space. And I, I want it to be a place where people want to be, but not because it looks good or I went into debt trying to decorate it because I want people to feel the love of Jesus and see God's love in action in my home. So it's always based on a heart attitude. Um, And living simple looks different for everyone. It's not going to look the same because, again, it's a matter of the heart. Um, It's really a state of your mind and of your heart, focusing on the things that truly matter, you know, storing up those treasures in heaven and not here on earth, putting God first in everything, even our mental clutter, right? We think about what we put in our minds matters and are we filling our minds up with clutter? Because you know what? Um, Sometimes mental clutter can be just as difficult to deal with than physical clutter. So, you know, um, simplifying isn't always just about tangible things. It's also about information overload and the things we put into our mind. And I naturally desire to be on the internet or to fill up my mind with, you know, garbage TV or whatever it is out there less and less, the more I am walking with God. You know, if you're seeking him first in everything you do, then it naturally pours out into every single aspect of your life, what you choose to bring into your home, what you choose to do with your time and what you choose to put into your mind. All of those things are going to be a natural outflow of your relationship with the Lord and of your desire to seek him first. So again, the whole idea of simplifying is flip-flopped. It's not about, you know, we need to live simply and I just want to have less clutter and I want to, you know, organize It's all about walking with Jesus first and letting your life be an outflow of that walk. So I do get very stressed when there's clutter in my house. So some of you probably think I have this, you know, very minimalist and clutter-free home. And for the most part, I think compared to maybe the, um, you know, most people, maybe it, it is a little bit less. I really don't like clutter, but I've done a whole episode about this and I really do want to keep it real and transparent. I am not a neat freak. I am not by nature organized. When I was little, I was a little hoarder. (laughs) So I had stuff under my bed, stuff in my dresser, stuff in the little baskets my mom gave me to store my stuff. I was a little hoarder and I was a messy little girl. As I've gotten older, I have to work hard, um, you know, at living, uh, more in an organized fashion and being, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm definitely not, I don't have a dirty house, believe me. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what you think I, you come here and it's a disaster, but my counters are always cleared off. I can't stand having stuff on the kitchen counters and I am always picking up the rooms. I won't let the rooms get, you know, overly cluttered with stuff. And so I'm not a neat freak by any means. However, 
I think because I have that childhood memory of like always feeling two steps behind, always feeling like I couldn't find things and I was a mess all the time because I actually lived in a home with my mom and my sister who are clinically OCD and very, very neat. And I don't know where I came along, but I didn't get those genes. So it was always difficult for me because I always felt like, you know, such a wreck because I wasn't naturally perfectly neat like my sister and perfectly organized like my mom. It's work for me to be that way. But you know what? It's a good thing because God has changed my heart in that. And he has shown me that sometimes we need to work, right? And we need to go against our fleshy nature and do the right thing by um, trying to stay organized and stuff like that. And I say that as I'm sitting here recording this podcast with piles of stuff behind me because today I'm organizing my desk and getting ready for Teach Them Diligently next week and traveling. So right now I have piles everywhere and that does stress me out. So for me, I do try to live somewhat clutter-free. I am what I always say the opposite of a hoarder. <laughs> Maybe I was a hoarder as a child, but not now. I'm just like throw it out. I always look at things and think, do I really need to keep this? You know, I just don't like to have a lot of things around that end up making me feel like I just have to manage piles of stuff. I would rather have a room that's empty and feels peaceful and doesn't feel like, you know, it's staring at me thinking, uh, look how messy you are. You messy little girl. Honestly, I think that's how I feel. Like I don't want that little girl in me to feel like a mess. So I, I am constantly trying to stay on top of that. However, I have four kids. I have a husband, right? I got 11 chickens and two ducks. (laughs) So no, they don't live in the house. I'm just teasing. But you know, with that, of course, comes stuff. You got six people living in a house, there's stuff. So even though I try as hard as I can to live with less, it doesn't mean if you came to my house, I'd have nothing. And again, compared to maybe the typical American family, we may have less. I definitely, like I said, don't have um, a big emphasis on decor and having the fanciest anything. And we're not big on a lot of toys, especially now that I have three teenagers and only one um, non-teenager. You know, we don't have a lot of toys or anything like that anymore, but we're definitely minimalist in some ways. Does Like I said, though, it does not mean that you have to be. You may enjoy all that stuff. That's between you and God. But if you're in your home and you're always feeling like it's too cluttered and you have too much stuff, then maybe it's time to minimize a bit. Not saying you have to go and be a minimalist, right? And you don't have to live on a farm and you don't have to live in the country and you don't have to make bread and garden and do all these things to live simply, right? Those are part of my journey. Well, not even the bread anymore. I don't even make my own bread, but I'm just trying to throw out some of those like typical stereotypes, you know, you don't have to have chickens. Some of those things for me, I definitely enjoy a life that's simple and getting kind of back to the basics. I kind of always think how my grandmothers lived. I think I admire that very much. Um, But you can live smack in the middle of the city, in an apartment, wherever you are, and live simply. It's a state of mind. And for me, simply living, simple living is all about getting back to the basics so that you can focus on living the life that God wants you to live without being weighed down by stuff, stuff of this world. So 
you know, you can do that wherever God has placed you. He's placed people to live in the city. He's placed people to live in suburbia. He's placed people to live in the country. So wherever you live, you can live simply because you're just focusing on God and that state of mind. Um, It's not a, I'm sorry for that long pause. (laughs) I was just reading my notes. It's not about how much stuff you have, but what do you do with that stuff, right? So living simply does not mean you have to be a minimalist and live in a teeny tiny house. For a little while, we had sort of thought that like, well, we should just buy one of those tiny houses, you know? However, God has given us the desire to live with less And he has given us the desire to use what we have for him. And when we moved, and many of you know the story, and we have podcast episodes all about that story. When we moved out here to the country, to our little hobby farm, um, we actually found a house that was bigger than the one we were living in before. And you're like, huh? But Karen, you're living simply. Why is that? And we were actually... When we were looking for our home, we were actually looking for small homes was fine. Like, I was so not even concerned with the house as much as the property and the location. And I wanted to be in somewhere where it was just beautiful and we can have our gardens and our chickens and all that. So we found the perfect property for us. I mean, it could not be more perfect. Even after three years, I still go outside every day and say, I love this place. Like, I can't believe we live here. So it is a perfect property for us. Beautiful surroundings. You know, we have our chickens, we have our gardens, we have space, we have woods, we have a little stream. It's just amazing. And the house that we moved into just happens to be bigger than what we what we really needed, right? So I'm just being real here. Like, you know, here's Karen who's talking about living simply and then she goes and gets a bigger house. Now, by no means is this a mansion or anything like that, but it's just bigger than what we had before and definitely has more space than we needed. However, our desire, and this is our desire, like I said, that God has given us, I'm not saying this is for everybody, has been to use our home as a means to share the gospel and to have people over and to practice hospitality. And we've used this home for many, many ways to have prayer groups, to have Bible studies, to have family nights. I want this to be the place where my daughter can have, you know, a gaggle of teenagers over. And in the summer, they can have volleyball tournaments and ride our go-kart and, um, sit around the bonfire and do stuff on the property and use this space. And having a home that is a little bit bigger than what we had before, we're actually able to open up our doors, open up the home and, you know, have spontaneous or planned get togethers where we're able to use our home again, like I said, to share in the gospel. And we, you know, garden, you guys know about Love's Farm and how we're growing that as a ministry, no pun intended growing that, but we're using our food that we grow. We just um, placed an order for seeds this year. We have a greenhouse, so we're going to get started early. We are trying to grow as much food as we can on this space so that we can give it away for free and use it as a ministry. So we have plans to put a little bit more of a permanent farm stand up in the front right now. (laughs) The past few summers, we've taken like a folding table and my kids go sit out there with a sign that says free, you know, free vegetables. Um, 
But my dream is to make a little bit more of a permanent place at the top of our driveway where people, I want people to say, oh yeah, that's the place that gives away food. That's the place that has a cooler of eggs that I can go get some when I need. That's the place I can send my friend who's struggling because they have fresh food that's there for free. So how God will grow that ministry, I don't know. We've started, you know, every year with just what we can. So again, we have more than we need, but we are not hoarding it. We truly believe that God has given us this place, because it's really His place, not ours, to share with others. So again, bigger house doesn't mean that, you know, you can look at that and say, oh, she talks about living simply. She has a bigger house than she needs. But how do you use what you have? How do you use the stuff that God has given you? And again, as a state of mind when you're living simply. You look at everything you have as not your own, but as God's. And you know, we are going to use every single thing he's given us to give back and to multiply the kingdom, not to multiply stuff for us. So it's really a state of mind in living simply. Um, are you doing, you know, what What are you doing with what you have? So whether you live in a teeny tiny house and you can't open up your doors, that's then that's where God has placed you. But And, and so that was actually, that was the reason, like I said before, we had kind of went through that little, oh, maybe we'll buy one of those tiny houses and just live with exactly what we need and blah, blah, blah. However, I can't invite people over in that teeny tiny house. We would barely all fit in that teeny tiny house. So, you know, for us, we realized that God had us get this house and we're going to use it for exactly what we need. Now, what if God has placed you in a teeny tiny house? Or what if God has placed you, you know, somewhere where you can't do the things like I'm saying we do? But then what does he have planned for you? How do you use what he's given you? to minister to others, to give back, to serve, and to love, just to share the love of God with your life and how you live your life. Um, so you don't need to be, a, um, a, you know, a, a minimalist. You don't need to have a tiny house. Like I said, simplifying is a big buzzword these days, but we don't need to follow any trends. I'm certainly not about following trends. Um, I've been talking about living simple, like I said, for 10 years now. I'm not about just following the trend and the latest thing. But really, even when I talk about simplifying homeschool, it's always not about, you know, just trying to make it easy or, you know, be more organized or, you know, just have less stuff because it's trendy to do that. No, it's always about why are we simplifying homeschool? Because we want to be focused on God. We want to be focused on the most important Mm -hmm. things. We want to keep the main thing, the main thing, right? So that is what it is truly about when I talk about living simply. So I would love to hear from you guys. If you're listening to this podcast, come on over to the Simply Living for Him um, the Facebook page, or if you're listening to this podcast right there on the blog, comment on the blog, comment on the Facebook page. Um, let me know, what do you feel about living simply? Are you on a journey to living simply? How is it affecting you? Are you living in a teeny tiny house? Are you living in a big house? You know, what are the issues you have? But remember, it's always about 
the heart, um, seeking him first and letting everything flow from there. I talked all about that actually in the last podcast episode in the webpage for this podcast episode on simplylivingforhim.com. I am posting a whole bunch of links that also, you know, talk about this topic that I've written in the past. So I'd love for you to go through some of those too. And let me know what you think. How are you keeping it simple? What does living simple mean to you? Um, these are the ideas behind my blog here, behind my heart here, and behind my ministry here. And I am just grateful that I'm able to connect with so many other like-minded people out there and people that tell me that my ideas encourage them. But remember, it's not about me and my ideas and my thoughts. It's about pointing you to God. I love if you can glean some information, you can glean some ideas, maybe be inspired, um, by things that I have written or talked about. But if there's anything that you get from this podcast, from my writing, from seeing me speak at a convention or something is always about pointing you to Jesus. Seek him first in all that you do, and you truly will um, live more simply in a worldly way, because you will desire him more. So I hope that this encouraged you today. If you're listening on iTunes, I would ask you if you could just rate the podcast and review it so that more people can get the message. Um, You know, um, the more we do that, rate and review it, the more uh, the message gets out there. And like I said, comment on the Facebook page, comment on the blog. Let me know what you think. I love to hear from you guys. Next week, one week from today, well, I'm recording this on, let's see, February 28th on Wednesday. One week from today on March 7th, we'll be leaving for Nashville. Um, don't worry, we got the farm secured here um, at home. We have people staying here to take care of the farm, but we will be going down to Nashville. And I'll be speaking at the Teach Them Diligently convention there. I'm speaking five times over the three days. I would love to see you in at least one of those sessions. Um, if you haven't registered, go to teachthemdiligently.net. Um, and then We'll be traveling for four Teach Them Diligently's between now and May. And then in June, I will be in North Carolina at the Thrive Conference, which is the North Carolina uh, State Convention. If you're down there, I would love to see you. Simply Living for Him will have an exhibit booth in the Exhibitor Hall, and I'm so excited about that. It's the first time that we're actually going to have an exhibit booth. I don't have a lot to sell. I just have my books, but I'm there really so I can network and connect with more people. I'll be there if you guys want to pray. I'll be there if you guys want to chat. Um, It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. And then of course, in July, we have our Simply Living for Him Women's Retreat, July 12th to the 14th. Um, The theme is Jesus is Enough. And we're going to be talking all about this stuff, how he truly satisfies our every need. In a world that tells you you need more, he is all you need. So I'd love to see you there. You can register at simplylivingforhim.com slash retreats. Um, Until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.